0: With Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB Having too much fun On a Saturday morning I got DeMarco running the board And producing the show I got Ann answering your phones And she is called Sweet Ann If you listen to the Mark Aram show Same Ann She works all types of day All times of day uh, I work mornings, man I joke I get to sleep in on Saturdays Because Monday through Friday, getting up and doing traffic uh, The alarm goes off at 2.45 Now, that's not when I get out of bed I hit the snooze about five times But Saturday mornings, I get to sleep until 4.45 Ooh, so much more sleep uh, Friday night, and so don't ever ask me to do anything Friday night Because I will likely say no Knowing that I have to get up and do the show And I want to be energized I want to be ready for you guys and your calls and your questions And we've had some really good ones And I want to say good morning to Tex Tex from Holly Springs, Uh, that is who called about Bamboo last week and we had a great conversation Uh, I'm glad you checked in, Tex, I'm sorry I had your name wrong I was like, Tony, Tom, I would have gotten there eventually Um, And good morning to everybody following the Facebook page, that makes me so happy Chet, Sandy is checking in this morning, Bradley, Rita, uh, they're all paying attention So I'll have some posts for you after the show has concluded at 9 o'clock Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty is the number, and that's the number Donna from Decatur called, and here she is.
1: Hey, good morning. Good morning.
2: What plant do you have?
1: I uh, have lived in Atlanta all my life, and this summer I saw something in the in yard I have never seen before. It's called purple shamrock. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever heard of it?
2: I have and it's beautiful like the oxalis family of clover and shamrock it's really pretty. So you saw it out in the landscape? Um yeah, it was just growing wild in my yard.
1: I just and it was the beauty of it just in the sunshine, the color it gets is just absolutely gorgeous. I just couldn't figure out why I'd never heard about it before.
2: Yeah, those deep maroon leaves and trifoliate, you know, it's got three leaves. The three and, leaves, yeah. It
1: almost looks like a ginkgo in a way. It, it the the does. shape of each leaf sort of is triangular yeah. and it's just beautiful.
2: It's not your typical shamrock, you know, rounded kind of leaf. And do you know they close at night? That's kind of a fun fact about those.
1: Um I have seen that because i tried to i i pulled them up and put them in a pot because i read that they're perennial and and they're actually i think pretty hardy as well they and are so huh? i've tried to grow them in a pot they're very slow growing but they're coming out and when i go out and check it every day they do look like they close up
2: yeah isn't that neat they, yeah they close if they're disturbed or uh, they close at night as well and did you see them when they were flowering with those kind of light pink flowers um,
1: no, I have
2: not seen that Yeah, it's kind of a white, almost light pink flower that they'll put on But they they are really good potted um, They are perennial If they get too, too hot, I don't think they're really happy um, But, I mean, a lot of people like them as houseplants, too You're absolutely right Oxalis tri- triangularis, if you really want to know the technical name With that three-leaf clover But, yeah, they're beautiful I'm glad you brought those up Do they
1: survive the winter outside? Or do they go dormant? or?
2: Yeah, I think they're they're somewhat cold tolerant for sure. I think they're more apt to survive the cold than really
1: really hot. Okay. And so. do they grow, do they get even more colorful in the sun and bright sun?
2: I don't think so. I think generally they say that deep maroon color, the only thing that's going to change is when they put on flowers, but they do like that full sun at least 6 or more hours a day of of sun to really do their thing.
1: And and when do they flower?
2: Early late spring, early summer before it gets okay. too too hot. Yeah, gosh, okay. you're going to enjoy those, and you're smart to dig up what you want, pot them, keep them in pots, bring them in, have some as house plants, share them with people. And I mean, they'll make a good ground cover in the right conditions. They will, you know, start to clump and spread with rhizomes and all of that. So in a pot, they probably don't grow super super quick,
1: but. Well, I had them growing in just a mess of weeds So I had like all this overgrown weedy stuff And then I looked down and there was purple flowers Oh my gosh, it just stood out like you wouldn't believe
2: Yeah, I'll definitely post a picture of what you're talking about So people know, but yeah, once you see it It's really cool, kind of an underrated little plant Okay, thank you Oh, you're welcome, thank you Donna I love when people call and, and we talk about plants that are kind of out of the ordinary I try not to get too caught up in Just talking about things that are in my landscape I mean, I have a ton of different plants And trees and shrubs in my landscape Thank goodness for it having been established Prior to my husband and I buying the house 11, 12 years ago But um, yeah, I kind of just start one track minded Only talking about the things I know But that is really a good one to consider Very good Uh, Up next is Tim calling from Douglasville Hey there, Tim, welcome
1: Hey, uh, Ashley, I would like to plant some blackberry bushes Okay and I'd like to know the best time and maybe the best type
2: um, One that I remember Pike Nursery coming on the show talking about when they were talking to us in the summertime um, No, actually it was probably about this time of year Yeah, probably later summer, early fall uh, They talked to us about the Arapaho variety or Arapaho variety That's a good blackberry for Georgia that does really well Obviously needing a trellis and all of that kind of thing The good thing is you don't have to have Multiple varieties for the cross-pollination That would be one to consider And now is a good time to plant them For sure
1: Okay, now?
2: Yeah, yeah, now And you'll get a lot of fruit production Like right in the summer with blackberries You know, June and July and all that kind of thing But fall is the best time to establish something like that Make sure to have that training system Or that trellis already in place So that you don't have to disturb them too much once they start doing their thing I don't know what your yield will be This summer you know probably not As much as you would like but give it a few years Keep them pruned properly and All of that and you know pruning We don't want to overthink it when you talk about Raspberries and blackberries and things Like that um, but As as long as you are able to Keep it constructed in such A way that sun is always able to Get to all parts of the plant right And the the vines aren't Crowding one another and kind of winding over One another and another advantage too About that Arapaho variety Is that they are thornless so that's Kind of good that's going to make pruning a lot easier
1: Okay and all if, right If well, you
2: want so are you just trying blackberries For the first time Tim?
1: Uh, actually I planted some Probably a year and a half ago And what I did was I, I planted um, Like four different types Of the Indian name Okay, Arapaho and Uh, Navajo and that kind Uh Uh, And I just didn't I mean, they didn't do good But I think this time I'm going to Maybe test my soil And prepare it better
2: Oh, I think that's Uh, a a really good thing And being out in Douglasville I mean, there shouldn't be any reason You know, you you don't have the right conditions But this is the time of year A great time of year to go ahead and get a soil test uh, Turn it over to the Douglas County Extension Office Or go get a kit at Pike and do it yourself, and then they'll submit it for you or you send it in. Um, and, you know, allow a few weeks for the results. But yeah, it'll tell you before you plant exactly kind of what that soil needs. Um, if you want, I'm going to send you a link to some of the University of Georgia publications as well. That way you can kind of look up more of the technical, you know, soil, uh, deter the things that are going to determine success in those plants. And I've just already done the research for you. So if I put you on hold, will you give your email address to Ann?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. That'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I'll send that along to you Good, uh, very good idea You're on the right track about a soil test as well And just make sure they get a lot of sun Have a lot of room And I think when you plant them to Mound just a little bit You know, don't plant them level with the soil surface But bring them up just a tad Okay, Okay. Good,
1: thank you You're
2: welcome, good luck I expect a blackberry pie in in August, Tim (laughs) 404-872-0750 Yvette Calling from Southwest Atlanta. Good morning.
1: Good morning. What's going on um, with you today? I, well, I'm having trouble with leaves. You had mentioned something with leaves, and I just wanted to get a better understanding of what to do with them because for some reason this year it seems like there's so much that I have. It's mm-hmm. all in my driveway, and I'm hit by two trees uh, uh, um, there across from my driveway. So I have two sets of Leaves all over oh, the place yeah. What is it that you do with them I mean should I, I was to, thinking maybe to get somebody To, to blow it and, and get rid of it that way mm-hmm. But then I heard you say something about Put them in a pile And um, don't put them in bags
2: Yeah you have a couple of different options And I know folks that live in the city Do tend to bag up their leaves And leave them at the curb Because you don't have a place to dump them You know folks with uh, a Wooded area nearby or a ravine Or something are able to just push them off You know to a to a back part Of the yard but I know smaller lots In the city too bagging seems To be the only option I'll tell you Yvette my mom had the same observation She's like there are more leaves this year what is going On and it's not necessarily That it, they're just all Falling at one time or so it seems because We had had updates for the last five Weeks from the Georgia Forestry Commission And leaf color and fall foliage was so pretty this year because we didn't really have any storms. We didn't have any rain. We didn't have any wind event that started knocking some of those leaves off early. They all stayed on. They showed out. And now they're all kind of starting to drop at once. So that's why it seems like it's all just coming in one Flush so to speak so what I would Recommend you do if you have the time The energy you can rake them up You can pile them up and then I Would either put them in your garden bed I mean you put them on thick you can put Them three or four inches deep on a Garden bed um, around the drip Line of a tree underneath Shrubs if there are shrubs growing you Know along the walk or something like that Pile them up, and I know it seems like they're just too billowy and high and that's not good, but it is. It's perfect. They're going to stay in place with all of them mounded together. They're going to get rained down. They're going to get beat down. They're going to become really, really good mulch. And good nutrition for the soil that you've got them on um, Another option, get, get them off the grass Do get them off the grass for those of you that spend time and money and energy Trying to have a successful lawn I'm not saying leave them on the grass so You've got to clear them off the grass so that the blades can actually get You know, the, the sunlight and the water they need But um, if you have a leaf mulcher If you don't have a leaf mulcher, you use the mower You don't even need to adjust the mowing height On a riding mower, on a push mower Keep that blade at the height that it's at Pile them up, kind of run that over the leaves a little bit And you're going to mulch them up That way they don't seem so overwhelming And again, rake or blow those into a garden bed If you want to take the time to mulch them first Um, And what I've heard some people do And I haven't done this myself I'm not good with a weed eater My upper body strength just does not warrant Holding a weed eater for a long period of time But people will pile leaves into a, a large trash can A huge trash can And just get that weed eater in there And that's another way to mulch them too um, So it's going to be bit by bit, Yvette Of being able to do that But having that mulch and and those leaves Provide all the nutrients back to these plants That the tree is actually losing uh, as it loses the leaves, it's losing all of that So putting it back into our yards I think is a great, great idea That's a couple of ideas for you for sure And I hope that's a good start Thank you for calling and thanks for letting me talk about that That's really a good topic 404 four oh four eight seven two zero seven fifty. More of your calls next Stay tuned Update on the weekend weather Brought to you by Finley Roofing Channel 2 meteorologist Brad Nitz In this weekend for Christina Edwards Says it is going to be foggy It is foggy right now As a matter of fact It's going to burn off But it's going to be a little overcast Isolated showers A high of around uh, I don't know Mid-60s And a lot cooler tomorrow Highs only topping out Around 53, 54 We have a couple of minutes here Before we get a break again uh, Maria calling from Hampton Hey, good morning
1: Good morning What's going on? I just wanted to tell you about a product um, or a piece of equipment It's a leaf vac that you can vacuum up your leaves in tight areas Like around pool pumps and small garden areas Without blowing it all over your face And it mulches the leaves up into almost a dust into a bag
2: That is a good point, yes, kind of the all-in-one The vacuum and the mulcher in one Do you find success with that? Do you like using it? Easy to
1: use? It's it's easy to use The only problem with me is that I'm a little bit older And the weight of the bag uh, hurts my back a little bit So I set the bag down in a wagon And I just move it around everywhere I go And then I empty it
2: That's smart I love that Yeah, like Black & Decker, Ryobi I think they've all got one Echo uh, from the big box stores That might be a good Christmas gift idea Thank
1: you, Maria Mm It actually makes a great worm bed and it mulches the leaves in almost into dust so you can put it around your flowers and weeds probably won't even come out of it
2: Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're not going to get a lot of weeds because we're getting the, the leaves as they fall and nothing's grown up through them yet Um, And, and just talking with uh, Mark Hope and the superintendent over at Rivermont Golf Club this week Uh, He said that some golf courses Do have that service for their If you live on a golf course They have that service for their homeowners too Where they come and vacuum them up Because they want those leaves Like selfishly want those leaves Because they know that that is just gold As far as the nutrient value For adding it back to your soil So awesome point Maria Thank you Good gift idea I'm going to add it on my Uh My Christmas list that I'll share in the month of December If you need gift ideas for the gardener That's a good one Charles, Tom, and Mark all coming up As well as Allison Smith from Pike Nursery We're going to be talking about uh, what's on sale At Pike Nursery this weekend And another favorite plant If you don't like growing hostas for the deer I have another suggestion for you next on WSV
1: Caterpillar to a
0: butterfly It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
0: On 95.5 WSB
2: Back to the show with half an hour to go So we will answer more of your garden questions coming up We'll talk about ma- maintaining a new landscape project and I myself am in the throes of that right now And questions about a peach tree as well And uh, with someone's call earlier Asking about pruning a hydrangea And it was a mop head uh, Which I advised him, you know Really best to prune those right after they flower Like May, June, July Once they're kind of fading Um, Then I also said, you know When you're out looking at those types of plants In the landscape, be it a hydrangea, azalea Any kind of low-growing shrub Always a good idea to Clean the leaves out of the crown, right? Push all the leaves and pine cones and whatever has fallen at the base of that plant. Now that you're able to kind of see into it Pull that stuff away Because it could lead to root rot and disease And all kinds of things And I posted a video of that exact thing On the Facebook page Search Facebook for Green and Growing WSB And when I posted the video A lot of folks have already watched it And weighed in on it We were trying to pull some leaves back from an azalea Uh, Betty said, wear gloves Yes, of course, that is is a must do And Chet, a word of caution Watch where you put your hands Because copperhead snakes are camouflaged as fallen leaves Very, very good point So yeah, be careful when you do this uh, And when you start kicking those leaves around the landscape For sure Uh, Garden gloves always a good idea Uh, Just so you don't get bit or stung Or poison ivy Or some kind of disease, you know That could be in the soil That's kind of a stretch But it could happen Uh, Okay, so back to the phones we go My favorite time of the show I've had great questions, calls, and topics from all of you And Allison Smith with Pike Nursery Is always a ray of sunshine on the show Hi! Good morning. And the sunshine is finally peeking out a little bit. How are you? Really good. Well, better now that it's sunny and not like crazy foggy. It was nuts for my drive-in. I know. Same. It was so weird, but I love it. There's something sweet about
0: going from that foggy seemingly dreary morning and seeing the sun rays like break through and just announce the day we love it
2: it's so much better and your your commute has changed just when i start to keep all you store managers straight and go see all of you at different locations i you know was texting you i was like i'm gonna call your store off johnson ferry and you're like oh i moved again (laughs) yeah that's right i'm down at the lindberg store now with an
0: amazing team so we're already having a lot of fun uh with the pansies and all the things we're going to talk about this morning i know.
2: The in-town store We love the Lindbergh store I went there for a class uh, one time And we'll have classes Coming back to Pike Nursery Very soon Be on the lookout for that For the the Williamsburg wreath class Um, But yes Talking about some stuff That's on sale right now And correct me if I'm wrong, Allison I think it's literally just today and tomorrow They gotta go That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the most beautiful
0: pansies. Not only do we get them from growers, but our pike farm grows them locally as well. So if you want to support local, definitely. They're amazing colors. We've got, you know, it looks like when you walk into our greenhouse, just a field of amazing colors and even designs with the blotch and the mixes. um, And now is Unarguably the best time To plant your pansies To get them in the ground And enjoy them all the way through March And even April if you care for them the right way
2: Yeah, absolutely Deadheading them is so important When you've got these little mounds of pansies Or you walk by your pot or whatever Just go down to the base of the stem Pinch it off, cut it off of a faded flower And they're just going to keep blooming Like you said, what other plant An annual blooms, what, like six, seven months?
0: Yeah, and through winter as Mm -hmm. well. It's just, it's so lovely to have them, you know, at your mailbox or in pots on your porch in the front landscape. When everything else, all of our Japanese maples and pretty deciduous trees are kind of losing their leaves, our gardenias and azaleas have stopped blooming. There's nothing as refreshing and bright to come home after a day at work or wake up on the weekend and look out in your yard or on your porch and
2: find all these pretty bright colors. And
0: you've got um, the the
2: large blooms of a pansy, a little bit smaller blooms of a viola And they need that full sun Because their little face Will kind of follow the sun Won't it?
0: That's right. That's right. If you don't get them in in at least six hours of sun, maybe five in the afternoon if you want to stretch it. Speaking of stretching, that's exactly what they'll do. We call it um, getting leggy, right? Mm -hmm. The pansies will be reaching for more light, so you might get a bit bit of a a leggy look there. Um, But uh, they are amazing in that full sun and just bloom and bloom and bloom. Before I forget, because you mentioned the sale, it's quite a significant sale. Um, When you buy a full flat, which is 18, or more. And again, you can mix and match if you want. We're knocking $9 off a flat of pansies today and tomorrow. It's pretty significant.
2: And 18 I mean, that goes a long way. But hey, if you have a large bed, get more. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> That's right. right.
2: You know, a flat will fill a couple of pots. Um, and you can
0: do like you said, several flats, mix and match and really lighten and brighten up your landscape.
2: And that was one of my top three things to do uh, that I shared throughout the show. Allison was fertilizing, like pansies, snapdragons, and dianthus, and things like that. So what's the fertilizer that's best for pansies and violas?
0: Oh, our favorite 100% this time of year is going to be Dr. Earth's annual bloom. We talk about it a lot. If you've been in the store, I'm sure you've seen all the little pink bags. Uh, Three things that we love most about it. First of all, um, not all fertilizers are capable of uh, activating, so to speak, in cold soil and cold temperatures. So that's significant. Dr. Earth's annual bloom does, it's also a slow release. And it's got a very high phosphorus. As we all know, phosphorus is that magic uh, part of the fertilization that activates both root growth and voluminous blooms. Mm -hmm. So getting that in when you plant is going to establish your pansy roots and, and viola roots and really kick in the blooms to continue being voluminous. And if you just sprinkle some of that in the soil about every four or five weeks throughout winter right before you water, it's going to keep those blooms going. I had clients earlier this spring who still had gorgeous pansies in April. So it it really is magic, and we we love it.
2: A lot of our annuals are lasting longer into the next season for sure, like you mentioned pansies. I've still got – Oh my gosh, I just lost the name it Vinca, Vinca. that's kind of trailing yeah. over my pots in the front And I mean, it, the water needs are a little bit higher right now And that's a sure. summer flower But it's still kind of going strong So yeah, pansies will definitely give you a bang for the buck As far as the return um, And something else to consider in, in Pike Nursery too I mean, you're looking at Heucheras, coral bells You're looking at all of these beautiful things The ornamental cabbages and kales for fall Um, But another one that I bought And I planted because I lost one So I replaced it Another hellebore or Lenten rose Y'all have a huge selection of those right now
0: Oh, they're so great. We do. All the stores have a great, huge selection in a lot of varieties um, for a couple reasons. First, if you're unfamiliar with them, they bloom throughout the winter. Again, anything that brings us pretty colors in the landscape in wintertime is always an added delight. Additionally, they are... Deer don't like them, and that's a big yes. concern. So they uh, they have serrated uh, foliage, so the deer stay away, and that's fantastic. And the foliage is evergreen. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're talking about a great perennial that doesn't disappear, like our beloved hostas and some others, um, in the winter or in, or in the summer in this case. And then we, we get those blooms throughout the winter, um, one thing that's specific and important to know about hellebore is they don't like wet feet. So always be mindful whether you're planting in a container or out in the ground to make sure maybe you put some little rocks or Soil conditioner at the base, a little bit deeper, so there's good drainage with our red clay. When they're in the landscape, um, that's that's the biggest thing. That if we get a real rainy spring or summer, sometimes like in your case, you can accidentally, you know, lose. See one yeah. go the way of the dinosaur because their roots get so wet. I was but so getting bummed. in that, oh, I know it's so sad because they're so stunning. Uh, which which one do you remember? Which one you got, or what color it is? I, I don't love all the remember
2: colors. the two that I had. One is like a Wizardry kind of purple looking And the other one is a white Almost cream with a pink And then I think this Ooh. one is pink I think this one's a pink So I had three different colors
0: Oh, that's fantastic Yeah, mixing them up is is such such a stunner In the landscape They come in um, a variety of shades Most of the pinks, right? We go from bright whites uh, Some of my favorites are the shooting star And the mahogany snow all the way into a pink frost, which is kind That's of a mixture of pinks. Yep. I love that pink frost. It'll pop up. Also, the Barolo is another one. It's an ice and roses. Ooh. And there's a little bit of mau- mauve pink, a little bit of light pink, and a little bit of whitish pink. So you get this really pretty variety just in that one Lenten rose.
2: Yeah, hellebores, want- these are a great, like you said, a, a winter-blooming flower and almost with the right mix of colors. It looks like antique, like some of the colors look kind right. of washed out and faded. It looks like an right. old photograph. These flowers are just so stunning.
0: They, re- they really are. They're one of my favorites, and if, if you really dig in and look at all the different varieties— there are several that in the foliage Themselves there's a little bit of variegation mm-hmm. You can get the deep green leaves With a little bit of white or pink veins And in a container that Really stands out it's a showstopper.
2: so this is something to consider Folks if you're just tired of the deer Eating your hostas and we're going to have someone on next Saturday talking about deer management And all of that but if hostas are just Getting annihilated every year this is a Good replacement plant that's actually going to Flower I mean I have hosta flowers Too but it's just not quite the same so like Al Allison said it's going to keep the leaves all year round Winter blooming which is exciting Um, How can folks find out more About the sale on pansies or the Upcoming classes Allison
0: Oh, absolutely. Just hop onto our website. It's Pike Nursery, that's nursery with a Y.com. And we have everything right there on the home page. Um, dig around. You can, I think, starting this week perhaps, you can sign up for that Williamsburg Wreath class. Don't quote me on that. Um, but we have all the information and all the stores and everything about the sale right there in front of you.
2: Perfect. $9 off a flat of 18 pansies and violas. Get to the store this weekend. It lasts through tomorrow. Allison, thanks for your time And I hope you found a good coffee shop near the Lindbergh store <laughs> I know,
0: well, I will I will. keep looking And you and I will have coffee soon
2: I love it, have a great morning You too, thanks so All much right. Ashley Thank you, thank Bye. you for bringing the good news Love sharing a good sale with folks So 50 cents off each pot Of pansies, Viola's a whole flat The math is $9 off 404-872-0750 Real quick, have time to talk to Tom coming. hey, good morning Tom Good morning. What you got?
1: I've got a peach tree, or rather a cocktail tree Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be four or five different fruits, about four or five years old, over 12 feet tall. Wow. And I've never got anything off of it to eat.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: And, And my main thing right now is I need somebody to come out here and prune this thing the right way.
2: Yeah, yeah, pruning is so important And with a fruit tree, especially the beginning pruning that you do During the establishment phase Kind of training it the right way So that the branches are growing in the right direction So that it's open up for sunlight You know, almost like a wine glass type shape Or some trees going more outward But that way the sun's able to really get in the center of that Could be a pruning issue Um, Also, if you've never had a soil test done in that area I would go ahead and dig up whatever the soil test from UGA requires I think you got to go around and get plugs from five or six different places In and around that tree Make sure the soil could really be deficient in nutrients And also, when you do start getting fruit If they don't produce to full size A lot of times with peach trees especially, but apples as well Pinching off some of the blooms, right? Like they are just prolific with all these flowers in the spring But all of those flowers are going to eventually want to become fruit And that's just too much energy for the tree to expend So thinning is what you call it with fruit trees When you're removing some of the flowers, I know it kills you to do so But that's allowing that much more energy to go into the flowers that remain on the tree And when the fruit starts to come out Picking just the weakest ones off Again, putting energy back into the tree But um, Tom, I'll be on the lookout For someone to professionally come prune that In the Forsyth County area for you That's really important That could be problem number one Again, the importance of doing a soil test And contact the Forsyth County Extension Office um, And also UGA as well To kind of get more information about a soil test There's also a kit at the Pike Nursery there That you can buy and and do the soil test yourself And then you got to send it in Um, Those all could be why We're not having luck With that cocktail tree That's so fun I want you to enjoy All the benefits of it for sure We'll be right back With the top three things To do in the landscape This weekend Stay tuned to WSB And if you miss any part of today's show, you're able to go to wsbradio.com/slash green and growing and listen on demand to the show as a podcast. Every hour is separate. I won't get that up until Monday, but it'll be there. And also, you can find it on your favorite podcasting services, whether it's Spotify, Google Play, and all of that. The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, isolated showers. High of 62. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. Highs only in the low 50s.
0: Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend
2: We've talked a lot about leaves Number one, I want you to rake out those fallen leaves And replace the mulch under crab apples and dogwoods Those are two I picked out just because this is a good time of year To have good practices to prevent disease next year Neaten up the uh, perennial flower beds You want to mulch those things too And mulch those leaves no matter how you do it And use them for Rich nutrients back into the soil Number two, fill bird feeders Something like black oil, sunflower seeds Those aren't going to fall to the ground Attracting any kind of rodents And number three, fertilize pansies, snapdragons Cabbage and dianthus And keep doing that really through February, March And you heard Allison from Pike Nursery say uh, Dr. Earth is going to be a good fertilizer for that Uh, Running out of time for calls But Charles in Atlanta What to do now to maintain my new landscaping project A lot of different things uh, being installed in the landscape right now And this is a good time If you need to plant a tree or shrub Or a new row of hedges or whatever Even perennials, a lot of perennials Now is a great time to get those things established The establishment phase is really, really key In making sure, especially like evergreens They need consistent moisture at the beginning To help those roots establish And not over-watering them But just consistently making sure they don't dry out And that's going to pay you back Dividends later with it not dying out i am in making sure to mulch Mulch new plantings for sure Just to give that layer of insulation To keep the weeds out so they don't compete For this newly established plant Trying to grow I'll have some other advice for Charles too Really enjoyed all of you calling in And weighing in It's really been a fun show Great energy thanks to Marco, Anne, And all of you I'll be back on Monday morning During Atlanta's Morning News With Triple Team Traffic Have a great weekend